Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Magnificence Lab. Co-host Chris Angel here with uh, Sue Paulson, my other uh, our 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 host. We'll call you the host. All right. You're the you're the host with the most, Sue. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you're the magnificent host with our magnificent host, Sue Paulson. Thank you, Chris, and my magnificent <laughs> co-host, Chris Thank Angel. You. Thank you. Yes. Very good. Uh, this is going to be episode three. Like. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I was pretty fired up in our last conversation about Socratic change. I think this will be interesting too, because we're, we want to look at um, is or how is um, happiness vital for magnificence? And um, I'll, I'll let you maybe tee that up a little bit. Sure, sure. I had an experience a few years ago. It was one of those little voice whispers, you know, that voice mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. whispers in your ear yeah. and, and you know it's not anybody around you and you know it's not coming from you it's coming through you and this little voice said to me sue what if your mission now on earth was to be happy mm. i'm going be happy what do you mean be happy mm. <laughs> and so then i'm i'm having this little back and forth a little bit because it it seems such a so simple a thing mm. that I thought, but as a mission, like like is it that important? And and so, but of course the the seed is planted, right? And and yeah. so thoughts started to grow, and and you know, and it felt like all of a sudden I've got this huge forest of possibilities, <laughs> and I'm going, okay, what do I do with this now? And and the phrase, the part of the phrase that that jumped out in addition to the happiness part was to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, mm-hmm. how do people be happy? I don't know if I know how to be happy. And of course, the other question was, well, like why would that matter anyway? I mean, I've I've had moments of happiness. There's, I think I'm a happy person. Uh, what what more is there? What am I missing here? What's what's not? Hmm. Um, so so that was the beginning part for me in in beginning to explore this whole happiness thing. I think you know. I mean, that was how long ago? Oh, probably maybe six years ago. I mean, you've been on a path of personal and professional development for a long time, and and I don't think oh. magnificence is a new conversation for you. Like you've you've been. Um, so it's interesting to me that someone who has been into personal development and on a spiritual path only six years ago is having this conundrum about happiness and being happy as a, as an ingredient to change the world. Like I, that's really interesting to me. Like, Oh, was- oh yeah. Well, it, it kind of set me back because yeah. it, it seemed, it, it seemed as if I, I was beyond that in a way, but then when I started to work with it, I'm going, how did I miss this piece? Interesting. I love that you said when you started to work with it. I love that. That's an interesting, uh, that's a great way to say that. <laughs> so, what, what was it before, do you think, when, if, before this conversation of be happy or have happiness, like what was, what was, what was it? What were you operating on, if not happiness? Well, I I think it was more when I looked at my mission on earth, because it it seems as if I've had a variety of 
configurations of of what my mission is and 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 my mission has even though i didn't define it in terms of of helping people to embrace their own magnificence that's what i've always been about like like let's let's grow to the point where we can embrace that and and so on and so it just seemed as if whatever it took to to help people see and understand that then then i thought that was my mission and and i thought that that there were some kind of lofty things i needed to do around that hmm. and and so i was still struggling about okay well how do i put this all together then because there's this piece and there's this piece and there's another piece and yeah. and and i i can't see my way to doing that so so <laughs> I think the universe took pity on me and said, yeah. okay, Sue, you've been struggling to find, okay, what's my mission here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to accept it. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> and the universe, okay, Sue, what if your mission was to be happy? And I'm, what? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, I, it's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people um, engaged in creating change, whether that's a new earth or just trying to shift around existing structures to something that looks different, but is more of the same. I mean, there's politics is a great arena for that. There's a lot of people campaigning on different, you know, um, platforms for different change efforts um, where the impression I get, is not something that feels like happiness, you know, like I'm not getting the vibes called, you know, that candidate is happy. And they don't inspire in me happiness. They just inspire in me fear or terror or, you know, frustration or <laughs> anger or, you know. <laughs> it's like, I'm never voting again. <laughs> yeah. I want to take my toys and go home, That's buy right. uh, some land and live on the land, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, and I, what's fascinating to me is when I think of the relevance. So what what relevance does happiness have in our yeah modern day society well when i came across that that survey so in bhutan a little country in near india somewhere they do a survey with their citizens on happiness they have an index like how happy are our people and and when i when i watched a little documentary on bhutan and this this happiness index these people are poor they they don't have much in the way of material possessions it's a a very hostile environment that they live in as far as the climate and 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 it's rugged and and there are no there's not modern transportation and all these kinds of things so so their day-to-day life is one of surviving and yet they're they're deemed the happiest people on the planet and i'm going why is that (laughs) and and in contrast and so i'm going well obviously it's really important to them because they do a survey to say well how happy are you well when was the last time anybody asked you how happy are you chris yeah right and i yeah and i I don't know that i have a good way to even uh measure that yeah (laughs) pretty happy sort of happy you know like (laughs) Happy Both now, happy. but ask me in an hour. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> happy so far. 
Yeah, yeah, just just don't piss me off. Right? Yeah, yeah, we'll see how happy I am. I don't know. Depends on how this conversation goes. That's right. Exactly. Right. Interesting. So, I, I can remember having um, two and a half. It's at the time of this recording. I two and a half years ago had what I would call my midlife crisis, where it was a it was a full nine month temper tantrum, you know, and I was. Um, disillusioned, resigned, frustrated that uh, I was not getting the results that I had set my life up for. That a lot of my, I've always had a big heart. I've always been very mission driven. Um, I'm going to go make a difference and um, had set my business up to um, do that kind of thing. But when it didn't result in the particular measures, and for me, those were whether it was number of clients or amount of money or whatever, I felt um, pissed, you know, not happy, right? My happiness index was not high. It was very low. <laughs> and <Sure. laughs> I took, I took my toys for nine months and went home. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And it, and so if I think about my ability to stay in a game of magnificence was up until that temper tantrum, my ability to stay in the game of magnificent change was all about drive. And I was willing to stay in the conversation because I had enough drive to do it. But when that drive ran out and the results weren't there and my, my, whatever seemed like happiness, which was probably drive, it wasn't happiness. It was drive. And those can be confused. Oh yeah. It dropped. And, and my ability to play the game of magnificence was eliminated. I was not willing to play and stay in the game. So to your point about like, how is it vital? Is happiness vital for magnificence? I mean, I suppose you could, you could live and die on the energy of drive as a way to try to create magnificence in the world. I just think, and it's not like my heart was um, bad. I wasn't, my heart was in the right place for making change, but it was drive and, and ambition more than happiness that was driving that boat. Sure, sure. Well, and the, the challenge I think with with drive or one part of drive is that there's a there's a should have to mm-hmm. kind of scenario in that. If I'm going to, you know, the 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 road, if I'm going to get ahead, yeah. I have to you know, shoulder to the wheel, nose to the grindstone, um, that kind of a focus. And as opposed to the, if we look at, at what kind of work makes me most happy? When, when am I most happy? When am I in the flow? When am I in the zone? When am I in the most, when I'm the most creative? Well, that this makes me happy. So, so for me, to a certain extent, it's when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. When I'm writing, I'm happy because I'm getting my thoughts on paper and I'm and I'm yeah. formulating ideas and 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 it's and it's flowing and and so on. And as opposed to, well, everybody says you should write a book, and so okay, oh, how do I do that? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not happy immediately. I'm not happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But if I'm so, so I guess yeah. the, the, 
reason behind like 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 why are we doing what we're doing mm. and 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 if we're not happy in the process or the people that we're we're wanting to serve is that going to help them mm. mm-hmm. because we're maybe we're coming to it begrudgingly or out of a sense of highly developed responsibility or or whatever yeah. and and saying well you know happiness doesn't enter the equation because i'm too busy right yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> I could I'm be too wrong. busy for happiness, know. damn it. I have no time for happiness. <laughs> I got things to do. I've got goals to reach. I've got a vision board I'm trying to fulfill, you know, like this. So yeah, I mean, I, no, I, I resonate with that. I feel like I was definitely in that space for sure. I think it's easy in our culture uh, you had used, uh, you had mentioned before recording just the productivity piece of this, like that our culture so um, celebrates productivity, yeah. you know, that what we end up valuing and putting ahead of everything else is how productive am I? How many things can I cram into my calendar? How, how you know, how successful can I be? And And that comes often at the expense of our happiness and not yeah. because of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I can remember creating a a workshop that I offered to to corporate Canada, and it was a job satisfaction workshop, and it was called Whistle While You Work. (laughs) Well, I, I I had corporate leaders saying to me, we don't want anybody whistling at work, damn it. We just want them to get the job done. And I'm going, really? And, and, and of course, the memory for me was my was my grandfather on the farm going off to the barn at four in the morning whistling on the way to work and and I'd wake up and it was such a cheerful whistle and and it warmed my heart Mm. and I'm thinking so what's wrong with whistling on the way to work what's wrong with uh, you know and then you think of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs and there's the song and (laughs) they were happy in in going to work Mm. and and so I'm going how have we lost that you know like like yeah uh, (laughs) that's really good I think you you could you could think you could say magnificence is about scope and size and um the 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 creation of something but if the creation of that thing you say is magnificent doesn't embody the happiness doesn't embody the spirit of it then is it is it magnificent i mean i don't know you could say i don't know you know i we're getting into some semantics but i think that's sort of the point is to really wrestle with what do we mean by magnificence because yeah i think that's where sort of positing as um a part of heaven on earth, you know, to create heaven on earth would be to live in our magnificence and for that magnificence to grow. And heaven on earth to me is not um, uh, absent of happiness. Right. Yeah. To have heaven on earth would need to have happiness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise it would not be, it would not be heaven on earth. It would be productivity on earth or it would be, you know, great seven wonders of the world creation on earth, but not, but not heaven on earth. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, and it, it's a very heart centered mm. kind of approach as opposed to the more linear. Yeah. That, that we see in front of us right now. Mm. 
and and of course medicine will will quickly prove that that just even a fake smile sends endorphins mm. into mm. your into your body Love that. and and so so you go well smiling is happy mm. <laughs> so it's you know frowning is not happy and and so you go okay well there's there's more going on here than than i'm thinking about yeah. and so what what do i want to do with that mm. how how does that how does that relate to me in my life and and when i looked at at happiness from a okay how how could that enhance my life yeah well well i know from experience because i started doing a little experiment on it i because i wasn't sure how to be happy so I thought, well, what if I do things that I know trigger happiness in me? You know, what if I what if I just do some things? And I started doing that. And it didn't take very long before, first of all, I was much happier. Mm. And I'm going, oh, I feel really good because I kept doing things for myself that made me happy. Yeah. <laughs> going, I like this. And I'm thinking, how come I never did this before? <laughs> it was mm. just, I realized that, that there was a huge void there. Well, then, as I started doing things that made me happier, then at some point after several days, I woke up happy for no reason. Like there was this, just this sense of well-being and, well, what could people accomplish in a day if if feet on the ground, they're going, man, I'm happy. Mm. <laughs> I haven't even had coffee yet and I'm happy. Yeah. Well, you could go take on the day in a big way, mm. perhaps compared to it's another day oh my god yeah right I have to get up (laughs) yeah that's not heaven on earth yeah well I I, and I just as you say that even I can think about how comfortable my bed felt this morning and how tired my body felt this morning and like I'm not you know I don't want to get up yet and the um it is not a uh, maybe it's maybe that doesn't happen till we re, we rejoin with consciousness in the spirit world. <laughs> there's a there's a piece of it for me that's like a a choosing, yeah, a choosing and and, and a practiced a practiced um, energy or ritual or experience of how I how do I get to my happiness? What things can I rely on to generate in this moment or any moment? that space of happiness rather than my happiness, my happiness in air quotes being circumstantial, um, which is a lot of times how it can be for me. I mean, just Mm -hmm. candidly, it's not like I've mastered this, you know? No. Oh, no. And, and, and me either. I think another piece of it that I found helpful was to really ask myself, well, what did I want in any given moment? And and so maybe mm. I want an extra five minutes in bed to savor the, the comfort of my mm. bed and the, mm-hmm. the fluffiness of the, the blankets and my cozy pillow. Mm. Well, I'd be happy if I just did that for five more minutes. Mm. And so then I do it. I give myself that gift. Mm. I choose yeah. rather than say, oh, no, but I have to get up. And then, no, I'm going to give myself five minutes. And then when you get up, oh, I gave myself five minutes. Goody for me, you know, and, and now yeah. I'm happy now. <laughs> up you get. Yeah, that's a real, that's a real skill set, I think, to practice. You know, skills are things that can be practiced. Yeah. Then yeah. It's, a, it's a real skill to practice reframing 
what that, because it would be easy for me to be in bed five more minutes and then be like, that wasn't enough. Give me five more. Now give me five more. Now give me five. Or, or it becomes a thing that I want to stay here because I don't want to go out there. Like I want to stay in bed where it's comfortable because what's waiting for me in my future of the day is work. Stuff yeah. my heart isn't into, uh, to-do lists of things I have to get done. You see, like, it's just, and that's, again, that's not heaven on earth. That's just no obligation, responsibility, tasks, frustration. You know, it's just. Precisely. And I think you and I talked a little bit about magnificence in relation to um, what takes us out of integrity with how we see ourselves in our own magnificence. And of course, when we settle for less than mm. what makes us happy mm. yeah and especially too often yeah. then then it erodes that sense of well obviously i'm not as magnificent as i thought because i i hardly give myself the time of day never mind <laughs> give wow. give myself a gift of what i what what i think would would huh. trigger happiness for me it's almost like um i was just having this thought like you and i have done some work around the premise of this community and the pillars that um, the ingredients of what um, help the premise come true. Mm-hmm. And if I think about sort of this conversation, we haven't talked about this. I'm just sharing it live right now. You all are hearing it first. You're hearing it first. The, the thought about just happiness being a pillar of, of how we pull this off. How do we pull off heaven on earth? Like we're sort of saying, if you, if heaven on earth, happiness i think is a part of heaven on earth mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's 24 7 happiness and it doesn't mean you're toxically positive and it doesn't mean you're you know completely out of touch with reality but that there is a skill that you have developed to frame for yourself the the, the world and the experience you're having in this moment or any moment is your ability to create heaven on earth and to the degree you're not able to create it or reframe it for yourself is the degree that you're a victim of circumstance, that you're, that, that the circumstance is dictating for you whether this is heaven on earth versus you being the creator of whether this is heaven on earth. And that's really interesting thought for me. Like that's worth, you know, chewing on for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's really, I mean, that's a big, that's a big conversation. I, you could do a whole series in the community on happiness. Oh, uh, no question. No question. Yep. And it really explore beyond what feels obvious or face value of the, you know, oh, everybody knows what happiness is. Yeah. But we see you guys can already feel in this digging into this. There's some stuff here that is a little bit like confronting. Oh, oh, absolutely. Because at what point do we, our, our parents obviously mostly want us to be happy. Well, well, just go and be happy. And, and then there's a point where they say, no, no, now you have to get serious. And you go, oh, does that mean you can't be happy? So funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think that's true. I think if I thought about like, what does my mom want for me? My mom wants me to be happy. If I think about how much my mom complains, it's a total paradox. I'm like, what? As much <laughs> as she worries and complains about whatever. Yeah. It's so weird, right? Like just, I mean, it's so interesting that, I think it's in it's it's innate in us to want others to be happy. I want the best for you. I want magnificence Absolutely. for you. And yet when I look at my own circumstance, yeah. I'm often a victim of circumstance compared to me creating my own world. Yeah. Very interesting. 
Very, very interesting. And I think this world would behave differently if we were able to create ha- instead we were able to create happiness in a moment because we had the skill to do it rather than trying to take and get and control and and in order to get circumstances that we think will make us happy. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It, I, I think it's it's great to find things that trigger the happiness. Yeah. And 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 that's a great practice to have in a moment by moment basis to say, oh, okay, maybe I'm feeling lower than a snake's belly right in this moment. How do I trigger myself back into happiness? Yeah. Is, is that a choice? Well, of course it's a choice. And and it's a decision. And and I have the ability to do that as long as I keep practicing that skill. It's easily lost if you, you don't activate that. Right. Wow. I mean, this is what's so powerful about the question, you know, in our last episode, we talked about Socratic dialogues and Socratic change and, you know, being able to really uh, wrestle with a question mm-hmm. until you can get to something that feels embodied an answer for you that you found through, through the dialogue that you get to now embody. And I think happiness, you know, for for all of us to wrestle with what happiness really means to us and what creates it. How do we, how do we be the creator of it rather than just the recipient of it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like that talk about a shift. What if we were all creators of happiness rather than recipients of happiness? That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because the, the challenge if we're just recipients is that if nothing comes along to make us happy, well, we're pretty miserable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's not heaven. <laughs> No, I really noticed that. I, I think when I was younger in my late teens, early twenties, I think I, I think I exuded happiness. I think I just, that was my default energy. That's where I, that's where I operated from. But then I got into business for myself. Then I became a husband. Then I became a dad. Then I had bills to pay. Like there was, all, there was pressure and, and I, I got lost in one. I didn't know who I was in this new space of responsibility. Yeah. I didn't know where I fit professionally. So I felt really out of sorts. I didn't feel congruent or aligned. So I was already out of sorts, but then I felt behind. Like I need to catch up and learn how to play this game called make money and pay bills. Yeah. And and that took me on a two decades, 20 years. That took me a 20 year journey of not feeling like myself. And so happiness came as a a recipient of experiences. So my baseline energy was responsibility, hustle, grind, work. Oh, blip of happiness, you know? Yep. <laughs> and, you know, oh, I get to have I'm I'm drinking tonight, bourbon, yay, happiness, boom, until I'm hungover and you know not happy. Yep. Or um I go to my kids' concert. Wow, boom, blip of happiness because it's so I'm so proud to see my kids perform, but then I'm back into the grind and my life just really was a it was a reaction to circumstance. And I, I think that's why that meltdown for me, that midlife crisis two and a half years ago was so helpful because it was, it was a, a chance for me to take back, like how I say yeah. I'm going to live my life. Yeah. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. I think anytime we have opportunities for do-overs and, and we all get them, you know, cancer for me was a huge do-over. To say, okay, Sue, now you survived that. Now what are you going to do? Now, now where are you going to go from here? And and so then then there was an, a different 
I started to build a different foundation. And I started to, and, and, and I think bless spirit for whispering in my ear, Sue, what if your mission is to, to be happy? And I'm going, I think this is an important piece. It, it, uh, it seems kind of frivolous. And, and I don't see a lot of people, like I look around, I'm looking for role models, right? Okay, mm. who's happy out there that I might know or know mm. of? Mm. Interesting. I couldn't put my mm. finger really, except maybe the Dalai Lama. He, sure. he, he, him, I could say, okay, I think he's happy. Yeah, yeah beyond that yeah interesting hmm. isn't that interesting yeah 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 so so i'm thinking well like i i guess i better be my own guru in in that instance and figure out how to be happy <laughs> that's great i love that wow so good well those of you listening i mean these are the kind of conversations we're committed to having and exploring in the magnificence lab sue thanks for this conversation i i know um if you all listening to this want to learn more about the Magnificence Lab, the community that Sue and I are creating for these conversations, you can go to magnificencelab.org forward slash invite and um, learn more about our community there. There's an application button if you'd like to apply. Um, wow. So there's just, I mean, what I know, Sue, about uh, when you get big hearts and big minds together is there's a lot to explore that are is so invigorating in the conversation. And I can't wait to keep doing that. So. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Just uh, we just want all of those brave, heart-centered people to just come yeah. join us and, and exactly. let's, let's see where we can go because the sky's yeah. the limit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So good. All right, gang. We'll go to magnificencelab.org forward slash invite to learn more about the community and uh, until next time, next episode. Uh, all you all. What's our new taglines? We should just keep playing with salutations. Stay magnificent. See ya. Stay magnificent. Oh, you're be magnificent. It. Just be it. There you go. <laughs> so good. All right, everybody. See you next time. Bye for now.